You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman. As always, I'm a staff writer, IndyCornRose.com, and one of the co-hosts of the Locked on Pacers podcast. Because it is Monday, and thank God there's no basketball today because we actually do a wheel week preview. Mr. Tony East. Tony, your boy Lee finally had a good week. We're going to talk about a ton right now, but is there something you just want to say to kind of like gloat for like one second? <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, everyone on Twitter was, was saying kind things about Leaf and got no hate. And I get nothing but hate for it. It's unfair, man. All right. Well, Tony, can I have a target about, on my back. Well, we're going to do that in the second segment of the show. So Tony can grab about that. Then um, I think to start today's show, I think the best place to start is probably the other big talk from the week. And that is the Pacers pretty crappy clutch stats. I know somebody, I don't know who pointed out on Twitter. It might've been you. It might've been it's not me. So somebody pointed out they were, Pretty bad. I mean, they're la- the last five minutes in the fourth quarter, I think we determined on traditional stats they're a minus 2.6, which over an entire game is 20-point loss, right? Since losing Vic in 22 minutes of clutch time, they are minus 37. Wow. That's pretty bad. That's not wow. a lot of minutes. Um, by comparison, uh, last season they were in their they were a plus 1.4 in 44 clutch games. That was games – Five points or less, less than five minutes left. Just brutal. I mean, uh, it it's so weird. Like the, that's what Vic was good at in the clutch was generating shots, and now Darren Collison's their best guy at generating shots in the clutch, especially with Sabonis not playing. Uh, and, and then to, to Darren Collison's credit, uh, in my memory at least, he's actually been making some some shots in the clutch. But he's such like he's a big step down from Oladipo in terms of shot creation and the point when the game matters that everyone else is substantially suffering. Well, I mean, that's why it's not shocking, right? I mean, not, like not at the, all. the clutch stats falling is not surprising. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Collison is that he's a really good – I mean, maybe not really good, but he's a good number two clutch guy. So he's a good, like, yeah. oh, Vic can't get the shot. Okay, DC's open in the corner. We saw that last year. Heat game, he did that. Look, he did that this year. A couple the Bulls game this year he won. The Suns game that he won, but that was without Vic still, right, when he hit that clutch against the Suns. So. Well, the Bulls game, remember, Vic, Vic was the play, and they cut it off with two guys and Collison hit the mid-range game winner. That's right. That's right. That was the really early game. In the yep. season. Yeah. I mean, so he's Collison um, is a pretty good clutch player when he's not your number one option because he kind of he can hit a big shot. He doesn't seem like he's like afraid of the moment. Like you can see some guys just like I mean, Bowen's better than he used to be. But for last year, especially it felt like Bowen got the ball in the last two minutes. And it was like he had a complete <laughs> panic attack almost to an extent. Like he tried to throw the ball out of his hand as fast as he could. So. That's where it's it's fine for Carlson. It's the problem when Carlson is your number one clutch option. He's pretty easy to stop because he's not like he can. He has like a ton of like skill sets to get easy open shots, and you know he's not hitting contested threes like Vic can. So Bojan, for how much he can't miss since the Vic injury, is four for eleven in the clutch. Uh, Thaddeus Young is zero for four. Miles Turner's zero for two. Like Darren Collison is three for eight. Nothing is going in. <laughs> a lot of bad. I don't know if it's not going in. I think it's actually just when you get the end of, well, when you get the end of games, the defense is really tightened up an extent. Yep. And when you don't have a guy who can create on his own the way Vic can and he contested shots all over the place like Vic could do in the clutch or get to the rim the way he could, yeah, you, you, you struggle. I mean, that was the the problem with this team 
when we got when he got hurt, we we're like, okay, now how are they going to have a who's going to be the creator on offense and be able to set other guys up off that creation? They figured it out in the other parts of the game because they have guys who have really good chemistry. They've got some combination of Bojan is playing like he's should be worth twenty five million dollars max player. I mean, all those little <laughs> things. That he, he had a, a a player of the month candidacy. He won't win, but my God, he was good. Yeah, I mean, Bojan has literally played like. I don't know where he'd rank on small fours, but as like maybe a top five, 10 small forward somehow, at least offensively this past month. So, yeah. I mean, and that's, that's what they've used to kind of prop themselves up, but ultimately this was bound to happen and this happening is not surprising. It just, I don't know. There's maybe it sucks. And I don't know what the solution is, I guess. I mean, right. What is the solution? Is there even really a solution to, to this problem? So let me, let me give you some bright side. Is that allowed? Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. So in those minutes where they're getting completely slaughtered, uh, the opponents are shooting 47.3% from three. That will not sustain. Now, I don't think their three-point defense has been great. It, it might stay good, but that, not that high. Like, that's insane. Their two-point percentage giving up is 55%. That's also pretty high. So if their defense tightens up even a tiny bit, that'll go a long way for them. Yeah, but isn't that... Like we know their offense is gonna suck, but if they can, like, when once other teams stop hitting an obscene amount, I think they'll be cl- at least closer in these instances. Well, but isn't that part of their clutch problem is that their defense also just isn't very good in the end of games anymore because teams are kind of figuring out how to exploit it? No, nah, I mean, I don't think I don't think shooting forty seven percent is exploitation versus just like holy bleep they're hitting everything. Okay, I mean, I, I the problem is to understand this, that I need to see the type of threes that are taking. Like, uh, let me investigate. So, yeah, so if they're contested threes, I'd be like, okay, at some point I can make them. But if they're the kind of shots I'm thinking of where uh, the team overhelps on a drive guy and ends up an open three-point shooter, that's just bad defense. And I don't I mean you can try to solve that with film stuff like that. About but, a third of those threes are corner threes, which is not good. Yeah, that usually means that's either a good play design to get the guy into the corner or bad defense. Well, yeah, I might have just lied it. to you. <laughs> oh, okay. No, now you lied. I, I, don't know. <laughs> I can't add I, no, I'm right. Okay. Yeah, okay. I got it right. Nope, well, I got it right. Okay, you got it right. I mean, whatever it is, it's let's put in, do you feel at the end of games that the shots are ridiculous? Like, I don't know how many I feel like there are a couple I'm kind of thinking in my mind of ridiculous three point shots that guys have hit, but mainly Luka. those holy moly, Luca. Yeah, and there's some games where I feel like the game like I am thinking back to the Grizzlies game, Riser Vic got hurt, where like Gasol hit just some yeah. like bank in threes. But I don't know if those qualifying clutch tests because they're already down seven or eight points, and it kind of was like the icing on the cake that sealed it. As long as the score was within five with less than five to go, no matter what it was after it goes in, I think it counts. So I think a lot of these count. I'm not sure. Okay, because like those kind of shots, it's like okay, the better guy beat you, but that's the problem too with not having Vic because you don't have a guy who can just do that. Like Vic, right? The Boston game, Vic was just like, oh, they're just gonna hit that three. I mean, that's just he's that good of an NBA player. I mean, and that's they are losing shots at the rim, uh, which. Only 23% of other team shots, like less than a quarter at the rim, which is pretty good. Uh, so it's a lot of like getting beef in the mid range, too. Which, if that happens, it happens. But well, I mean, I'm assuming their clutch lineup, I'm just is is the not starters. Well, it's the starters, maybe Kojo, right? No, they're their most used one is Kojo at 11 minutes, or I'm sorry, is Collison at 11 right, minutes, right? Because they've been switching to Collison recently because he's a better yeah. shooter than at games, yes. and that's the problem is they don't have the defense at, at the guard spots, You're right? They, they need to close. I mean, that's right. They're, that was the, what they were able to do because they had Vic's offense. They didn't need to play Darren Collins, and they could prop Vic's offense up with Kojo's really good D and have this nice, really good combination of just guard lockdown D at the end of games. And with Matthews and Collins, you definitely don't get that. Yes, you're absolutely right.
So, I mean, it's it's all problems stem from Vic's injury. And unfortunately, I don't know if there's a solution to the problems. It's just trying to, um, what's the right word, I guess, like not make it as bad as it could be. It kind of stem to the awfulness, I guess. The right yeah. Word. Well, think, here's another thing. I want, two, thing, two other things I want to bring up. One is good and one is bad. The potentially decent one is, uh, some of this is that the centers are playing, like when Sabonis was playing, when Turner was out, he was playing way more minutes because O'Quinn was playing less than normal as the backup. Um, and so he's more tired at the end of the game. And same with Turner when O'Quinn's the backup. So there is some impact on the centers there. I think that is a, is a small positive look on the negative side. The clutch play, like the way the game is played, the clutch is more indicative of how playoff basketball is played. And they have sucked in those minutes recently. So that is a bad indicator going forward. Well, I mean, I think that was the biggest fear, too. I mean, it's been the entire time that they're playing really well, but in, when it comes down to the playoff time, coaches will figure out how to stop Bojan or whatever, and that would just be screwed, essentially. They might have a wrinkle in their sleeve, but, yeah, this this stretch has not been encouraging. Well, what what is the wrinkle, then? I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm trying to think of what it really could be. Last year's was different. I mean, their whole offense changed to have their point guards be more off ball and stuff like that. I almost said – I almost swore. Well, I'm just, I mean, well, like they, they had the wrinkle too, where they switched out Turner for Sabonis and let Sabonis yep. kind of, until uh, they counted the, the, the double they teams. They staggered him differently. Well, and they, and they tried to play Sabonis more um, when they thought they were going to double team Vic and try to get Vic more minutes with Sabonis to stem that kind of thing. I guess the solution, maybe there's something you can do with Turner because he is honestly playing better and seems like he sees the court a little better, get hit the ball in his hands more and try to run some offense through him at the top. I don't know. I don't know what the Small answer ball. is. We're going to talk about it eventually. Oh, well, yeah, that's probably – and then that's <laughs> kind of where we're going last. Is the is the solution to go stat – Man, if you, if two of your best four players are centers and they're both off the floor, that's brutal. But, yeah, I mean, it's working right now. Yeah, do you have his – you had the stats, right, for his minutes uh, or no? I sure do. All right. Um, so so they, they had played five seconds with that at center before this week, this season. It was the last – or sorry – it wasn't the last five. It was from seven seconds left to two seconds left in the Raptors game where Vic got hurt. Um, they took him out for a defensive possession, and then Fred Van Vliet got a layup, and then they brought Turner back in. So clearly it didn't work. Um, but since then, 16 minutes, 42 points on 31 possessions, so an obscenely good offensive rating, and they're at plus five in those 16 minutes. So it's working pretty well. Yeah. The, the problem, like you said, is – if two of your best four players are centers and they're not on the court, I don't know if that's a good sign. Yeah. Well, not even that it's not a good sign. It's like, what does that say about the quality of the rest of your roster? <laughs> yeah. So who do you have the most common lineup around him? The most common lineup with, with that at center. Yeah. Uh, features TJ leaf. Actually. I figured that the most common lineup with Thad young at center so far this season is Corey Joseph, Wesley Matthews, Doug McDermott, TJ leaf. That is young. Right. So if we're talking in the playoffs though, that is like a, a wrinkle and a big okay. moment. Of starting. Here, here's the good one with with one less minute, but way better. Four yeah. minutes plus twelve. Corey Joseph, West Matthews, Bowie on DC, and Dad. Nineteen points on nine possessions. Insanely good. Yeah. So, and the, here's the problem too. I mean, not the problem, but here's what's going to happen too. It depends if they played the first round, right? They play yeah. Boston. It might work, right? Because I think that could hold against Al Jefferson a little bit. But I guess I don't know how you match Al up Jefferson. Them. Oh my gosh! Wow. Al Jefferson and not 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 Horford. His name is Al Horford. I said Al Jefferson. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Wow. Noted um, Celtics All Star Al Jefferson. Al Horford is what I meant. <laughs> the problem is, is I don't know how they can match. I don't know how Bo matched up with Morris. That that, that worries me. Yeah, a little bit. yeah. And then Tatum, obviously, with Matthews and 
so on. Um, you but cannot it, do that on Baines either because Baines is big and yeah, a bludgeoner. Well, yeah, maybe I don't. I don't know. I, like I think it worked that, against it worked well against the Mavs because they're playing like tiny Dwight Powell at center. Well, I'm trying to think. So who would like the Nets play at center? Is it is Karis LeVert playing center now again? No, yeah. my God, not Karis LeVert. It would be um Allen. Jared Allen. Jared Allen is their is, only de facto center. Yeah, is LeVert playing the four for them or the three? He gets some minutes at the four, but I think right. he's usually a wing. Right, so right, he's usually a three. So then you're looking at putting Matthews on him if he's. I don't know where he's going to be level wise, I guess. But if I he's Matthews on a lot of guys, though, he's been impressive on D. Yeah, he's a pretty big dude, right? He's probably is he six seven. No, no, he's like six five. He's 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 like a big six five. <laughs> yeah, he feels like I was I was gonna guess between six 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 seven. So he feels like a, he's bigger than Old Depot for sure. So that's a positive, I guess. Um, but then like if you play Philadelphia, you you can't play it. Young at all. Yes. You're screwed. I mean, there's no way with Joel Embiid you can play on at the five. Absolutely zero chance. I mean, I get they did they did kind of run the Thaddle Depot pick and roll against Joel in the playoffs. Or not in the playoffs, in the, earlier in the year when they were that one game they played that was really well against them before Vic got hurt. But I don't know if you could do that like as those five. That would be kind of scary. <laughs> um, like, yeah. Not, not a good way. Yeah. It, it, it's awkward, but it worked. I mean, it worked this week. I mean, the, I guess, but the problem, right? It would maybe it would work against some of the if there were a three seed against a six seed, but I don't see it. I mean, I guess it kind of worked against Boston. I, I just don't see how it works in the playoffs. At My time. thing is that it's working because well, it is actually going like incredibly well. Like, it's better than playing a Quinn. Yeah, even right now that's the case. But in the playoffs, if if Turner and Sabonis are both healthy. It's hard for me to envision a scenario where it's like this is clearly better than having one of them out yeah, there. Yeah, I don't we both think Sabonis would be healthy. Yeah, he's play well, I don't think he's gonna I mean it's, it's I think he'll angle. play by the end he could play by the end of this week. Yeah, I was thinking this week or next week. Yeah. Next week I mean it's it's a sprained ankle. He didn't like tear anything. Yeah, he was shooting. Jeremiah John's supposed to be yeah. up there shooting like three days. Yeah. Should get the swelling down and yeah. get some little get some cardio back. I've done, I've had that happen to me before where I like roll my ankle over someone's fun. I've never sprained it. I can't imagine how bad that had to well, I was was his ankle the same one as as last year? I've it was had. the Embiid one when he got stepped on. Yeah. Yeah. It just hurts, man. I just that, it's, it's it, does. it does. I mean, you just gotta wait for the swelling to come down. That's the only thing. That's the biggest thing with that. Um, but yeah, I guess. So I guess the other way it could work is if you talk about Raptors, right? That could be their second round yeah. opponent, theoretically, and it could work with Ibaka at the five. Yeah, well, like say the Pistons sneak up to the the six seed. No way, it's working against the Pistons and. You're right. That that is a good point. That it is a very limited group that it would work against in the postseason. They did right. get a lucky a lucky coup of opponents this week for it to go well. Well, and no, and that's where its value is. Maybe the Thad at the five is valuable in the regular season when you have Sabonis return or hurt instead of having to go. Right. To, but like it, it's not a wrinkle. It really maybe it succeeds in the playoffs if you play with a bench unit. Like you can maybe figure out a team that doesn't have a, a true center on their bench. Like I don't, I'm, I can't think of my head what team that would be. Right, because you got Rockets in the finals. <laughs> Rockets, but like Toronto has Gasol now. Boston's got Baines and who's Horford. Playing, yeah. yeah, well, I'm talking about the bench. Who's oh, Philly oh. playing the bench center? Who's playing the bench center for Philly now? No one. So that might be the wrinkle, right? That, that like Mike work. Scott, I think. Right, so that's where it could work, and that's maybe where you figured out. Maybe you can get a better bench line. Nate's thing too is like, oh, Mike Scott's in the center. I'm going to put Sabonis in and just dump it in the post every time, and it works. Yeah, I guess I don't know. But the, see, the way it work with the bench unit, right, if you're playing Thad, but then you place the bonus and turn it together in a lineup. Yeah. That doesn't work very well. So, Not against Philly. <laughs> no. 
I guess maybe the only way this is a good wrinkle is the wrinkle to look at for next season, right? This yes. Is like, if we get if you get rid of one of Turner's buff, that's the wrinkle you're looking at. Yes, I am with you on that. That that is more likely than Tsunami thing. So what I like about it so much is, and maybe this is like to be too present in the moment, and that's certainly possible. But like now that Thad is hitting the three pretty well for the better part of three months, you know, when you have Joseph Collison, Matthews Bogdanovich, and Thad, all of them can shoot. Every single one can hit the outside shot pretty well. So you just run a pick and roll, a spread pick and roll, and like some good shot is coming. And I think I find that very appealing. Yeah, but isn't it turning the game the same way? Really? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, the only way it's not is if Sabone's in the game. And really, like I said, the, right. way, the only way you're using the Thad lineup is because you don't want to play O'Quinn. I mean, that's that's yeah. the, yeah. the idea. Which, if you're not going to use O'Quinn, then uh, I don't I'm know what you're thinking you... him, But my God, if he takes another one of those 20-footers with his feet on the line. <laughs> well, the thing is, too, if if Thad can play center a little bit, then you don't need a third center. Right. That's that's the really value. That you uh, that's true. That's huge. Because then you Save can your use, room exception, Elsa. Yeah. yeah, you can use it on a guard or something yeah. else. So something else beside the center, which is huge. I mean, plus, I mean, right with that at the center, you'll lose the rim protection. But really, he is a decent defender on most players. He might get destroyed. There aren't that many guys bigger than him. Let's put it that way. Even I feel he right. can still hold his own in limited minutes against bigger dudes at times as well. Yeah, he can. He can defend anybody too. Yeah, like like, I, like even if they beat, for example, like I think I'll be to beat him more times than not. But like I think he could hold his own for like. A two minute stretch against Embiid if he had to. Like, he's he's pretty tough and well. like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just, he tries really, really, uh, really fucking hard. I mean, I don't have to put it. Oh, let's go. You better beat that one. I don't have to beep it, do I? We're not, <laughs> I a, we're not, we're not a safe, we're not a, a children friendly podcast, are we? <laughs> I thought we had a rule, don't we? I've never beeped at my cussing. I go out of the way to not cuss on the show. I try I not to, but I don't know how else to say that. How else I you try? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I it's really hard for me to like like I I did it earlier in the show I like stop myself from saying something I'm like eh, I don't know I, don't I cuss sometimes but not a lot we're gonna leave that in though like, <laughs> um, but yeah I, like I said that that just tries super hard and that's why he's no matter really what position he's playing it that's why he's valuable because he will just you know he'll give I guess 110 percent and that's and that's and that's such a cliche to say. <laughs> It's such a cliche to say, but like you know that he's gonna like yes. constantly be trying on D. He's gonna he'll he's gonna be cutting at times on offense, no matter if he's playing the three, the five, how he's playing point guard. You know he's gonna start. He's gonna do cutting stuff or try to make plays. Like I mean, that's what makes him the the valuable NBA player that he is, and that's why you know they probably should resign him because he just he's like a because he's super, machine because he's super good at basketball. Yeah, he's just he he's he's like really just high, I feel like high basketball IQ doesn't even do him service. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, he's just now that he can shoot. Like, I cannot name anything, anything that he does bad. Like a single thing. Uh, he's not a great at um, isolation. On okay, like, fair. On, on, he's on not offense. a good isolation player. But like, he's not supposed to be an isolation offensive player. I mean, if he was an, an isolation offensive player, he'd be a top twenty-five player in the NBA. Yeah. Right. Think about it. If he could, if he could create his own shot, basically, he he would be up there with the best <laughs> in the he league. Would, he'd be an he all-star here. Yeah, he might be the best power forward in the NBA because there are not a lot of stretch fours out there that are. True power yeah. forwards. That's accurate. But um, do you want to talk about Terrence Rice, Ross real quick before we hit the break? I know you have a funny little <laughs> anecdote. Yeah, we're throwing Terrence. Is Terrence Ross officially this year's Pacers killer? Yeah, so we. I think it's fair Pretty to well, buy his Harris won that award last year, right? His Harris smoked the award last year. It wasn't even and, close. And I think the year before, if I, I mean, this is all off our head, but I, I feel like giving it to Hassan White's defense. Hassan Whiteside, he had 60 rebounds in three games against the Pacers that year. I remember that because I, I ran it on the show last year. And, I, and I'll say Drummond is probably a, a second place the past Drummond's, year. Uh, Drummond's always an honorable mention on the list. Um, 
Terrence Ross averages 14 a game this year. He scored uh, over 60 in three games against the Pacers. Do they play the Magic one more time? I don't remember. They do play the Magic one more oh, time. God. We got one more uh, Terrence Ross episode. Could you imagine that for the Utah, they will lose twice to the Magic? Could you imagine that? Can you believe that they played the Magic three times and Zabonis has only made one shot in those three games? Really? Well, he missed. He's one missed of them. two of them. He's missed two oh, of them. Two of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a funny loaded stat. <laughs> that's such a that's such a bad stat. <laughs> he he missed the first one uh, with food poisoning. He had shrimp. By the way, turns out Tyreek had shrimp tacos. Keep everyone on this team away from shrimp, man. This seafood. Just stay out of seafood from the air. <laughs> no the seafood. Hell, Come on. How is this a thing? How are they? How are they having multiple players visit games for shrimp at once? This is ridiculous. Don't eat the don't eat seafood. Just, don't, just stay away. <laughs> only only like chicken and well cooked steak <laughs> stuff like that. Well cooked chicken. I had chicken and waffles for breakfast today. It was amazing. Oh. Um, so so bonus missed the first game with the shrimp. Playing the second game sucked. Went one for nine and then missed the last game with his ankle injury. So he's made one shot against the Magic this year. Fun 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 with loaded stats. On yeah, for real. Um. But yeah, so I, I think we can award it. What do we call it? The Locked On Pacers Award for Pacer Killer of the Year. Yeah, the Terrence Ross Award this year. Is, so the question good is, name for it. Well, the question is, is there a way Andre Drummond could win this award? They play him t- two more times. Oh God! Right, and I'm trying to think. Of, I'm pulling up his stats real fast because I don't. No, Blake Griffin's gonna get it for inciting Thaddeus Young to like get a five game suspension. So Drummond, their last game was twenty six and sixteen. Yeah, he was insane. And then I think the first one he's pretty bad because they didn't score a ton. Um, Drummond was twelve and twelve, so probably not. He need he needed like two thirty and twelve games, and he might get it. Right? He could he could t- he could probably win it theoretically if he did that. Yeah, and they're gonna be gunning for the six seed, so they can actually. Right. Uh, I'm gonna shoot a hypothetical at you just for fun, even okay. though it has nothing to do on the Pacers. Okay, you're, you're the Detroit Pistons. And you can control your own destiny in your last game. If you win, you get the six seed and play the Sixers. If you lose, you get the seven and play the Raptors. You prefer blank. You probably match up better to Toronto, oh, right? Yeah, I was thinking yeah. that, right? Right? Yeah, so I think so, too. If they go Gasol and Ibaka at the 4-5, theoretically, to match your size. Not, not that I, like, obviously go for your high seed, but I think uh, – Man, I think Pistons, Raptors could be fun. Well, are you coming around to the idea that maybe the Sixers are the second best team in the East or the best team possibly? Yeah, they're roster, roster-wise, they're the best roster. They got now. the best. Five, they got the best five-man lineup in the league. In the, yeah, in the, the problem is Giannis is the best player in the league right now. Yeah, yeah, oh, easily. Yeah. So that's well. I mean, that's, anyway. Well, yeah. well, I mean, like right, right as they take the the sixty games they played this year, he's been the best player. Yeah, definitely. That's um, I mean, not better than LeBron. Just because the Pistons are are, are wonky, like, I feel like they could have they could be they could be pesky like that. I feel like every six, seven, eight, I feel like they could be pesky. I'm just saying. <laughs> like but they're different. They have two. They have two legitimate all star slash borderline all stars. Like they actually could be pesky. Let's put it, put it way, in the history of the six, seven seeds, I feel like both those. I feel like they could win a first round game. They never do. They, can't, they, can't, they, rarely, they rarely do. I think the Pacers last year's last year's Pelicans. The pesky oh yeah. Pelicans. And then I think well the the Bucks almost beat the Celtics last year. That almost happened. That was pesky. Yeah, the Pacers almost beat the Raptors one year. That was pesky. That was pesky. Solomon Hill pesky. Yeah, that's Paul such a, that's a fun sports cliche. Like the well, sneaky athletic white guy is a good sports cliche, and pesky low seeds in the playoffs. The problem is, is the six seven game. The only way you can really win is you have the best player uh, most of yeah. the time. Okay, I mean, that's, that's how you have the advantage. That's how those teams stay alive. Like I was, Giannis was the best player on the court maybe last year in the play, in that seven game series. 
Paul George. AD, AD yeah. in the Pels Blazers. AD, AD 100% when the Patriots yeah. did it. Paul George is the best player on that court most of the time. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's what you – and the, the problem is, is that the Pistons do not have anybody better than Kawhi, so. No, 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 no they do not. So. <laughs> no, they do not. And definitely not better than Embiid or probably Butler or even Simmons, right? I mean, I don't know where you – well, maybe Griffin's ahead of Simmons. Blake, Blake, Blake's probably second and a half. You could tie him with Simmons. Yeah, probably. I guess you're just you're, you're down on Butler right now, I assume. Yeah, he's been fine. You know what? They're playing this this week, so we can talk about that later, right? Yes, let's jump ahead and look at the week. Do we have? Well, well no, let's do a break. Let's talk about TJ Leaf real fast. Oh, after oh, this, after yeah. This and then we'll preview the let's week. Let's go. All right, so let's take a break. All right, Tony. TJ Leaf had the best game of his NBA career so far. Preface it that way. You could have you got a better games going forward. I appreciate you. You have 30 seconds to gloat. Let's go. I 30 seconds to gloat. I'm not a good gloater. You're uh, not a good gloater. You're not. I'm not a good gloater. Uh it happened. Y'all are finally seeing like okay, I, I understand he sucked in the other two games. <laughs> yeah. So um, like worst time to gloat, right? Like I thought well, he was terrible. He wasn't terrible against the, the Dallas. No, he, no, no, no. He was terrible against the Pistons. Yes, and against and, the and he was pretty bad against the Magic. Um, but he was awesome. He was acting like a crucial part of a win. It was so weird. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And like, it, it, to me, this isn't gloating. This is just an observation. But like, you know, he always was like not keeping up with the speed of the program. Another cliche, but it's a real thing. Like rookies talk about it all the time. In that game, it felt like he was like he'd catch it on the block or on the wing and be like patient, or like he would catch it, it beyond the three point line and not immediately be looking to shoot or put it on the floor. Like stuff was he could recognize all the stuff happening around him and and like appropriately react or proactively do something instead of just like tunnel vision to the next thing. And and I think that was a it, like I, like you could see him taking a step to me. I think that was the thing with your relief. That's been the biggest problem, right? Is that he feels like he's always a step behind and is just completely yep. like lost out there. And I think I agree with you. And we've seen it this year more where he doesn't feel like he's completely just lost when he when he's out there. He feels like he understands what spot to be in at times, not to how to not like getting guys away when they're driving, how to be on the right spot defensively to make a play. I mean, that's that's those blocks he has are because he's in the right spot at the right time to make a play. So yes, and then they finally put it together in this game offensively where he just got some Good opportunities. He made the right cuts at the right time, stuff like that. And that's sort of locked on Pacers word of the day, too. Pesky on D contesting yeah. shots. Like he's getting hands in guys' faces. Well, he's really using they've really figured out how to use his long arm. Yeah. So like really yeah. great havoc around when guys kind of come in. I mean, he's not like mild turn level shot blocking, obviously, but he does he's like a decent blocker, I would say. I don't know. Does he have more blocks as a bonus this year? I do not know. I feel like he does. Let me look it up real fast. That would be a fun bit of information. That is certainly possible. Sabonis is not a shot blocker. No, he had that one, and he like it was like the habit moment he's ever been in his life. It felt he, like like he's cut his fouls down almost a full foul per thirty six minutes. That's really good. Yeah, which which is very good and indicative of like better closeouts and better use of those long arms that you're talking about. Like, I, I he's still slow like as a person, but like now mentally he's keeping up and. He's doing stuff. It was it was very promising. All right, so maybe we underestimated the blocks. He always has eleven blocks this year, and Sabonis is twenty six. Wow, I don't know. Sabonis is twenty six oh, per minute. Per minute, he's kicking his butt. If that's the case, yeah. I mean, per game, Sabonis is at point four, and he's at point three. No, per minute, please. No, I'm looking up per. Th- you want please? <laughs> okay, per hundred possessions. Is that what you want? 
You're sure, Adam. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, which one, which one do you want? Per, do you want per 36 minutes? Per 36 per, minutes is per minute. So do give me that. Okay, I, I know, but per 100 sessions is probably actually a better way to measure it. It, uh, sure. I mean, I don't, it's sure. 1.4 per 100 possessions versus bonus as 0.9. See, you win that one. There you go, T. There you go. Welcome to the league, buddy. Per 36 um, minutes, the bonus has 0.6, and Leaf has one. So now it's about the consistency, right? Because the Detroit game, I like, I recall his first shot being not like an awkward layup, but like a, a contact layup, and he missed the rim, you know? And I was just like, man, you know, that's brutal. And the, the whole game, he was like not quite all putting it together. And it's about I, having five straight good games. That's the next. That's the next. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, or, well, he he was okay for a hot second when I kept talking him up in January, but never like that level of consistency. No, I'm talking about like five games, like not even almost, being good, just being fine. You know, almost, the, almost like the holiday. Stretch. Oh, holidays! Been holidays started. been consistent. Holidays been terrible. No, but that stretch when he started <laughs> his career. I mean, that five game yeah, stretch. Yeah, yeah. Like yes, he had four or five really good games. And it's like okay, this guy has something. Let's figure out how to make it work. Like that's like yeah, that. I mean, you he's had two of three this week. If he has two good games to start the next week, that could be enough to kind of make you feel encouraged. About. I don't know if he has a couple of ten point, fifteen point games or something like that. Right, like, and uh, well, the other thing too is like we all thought Leaf was a shooter after last year. We fell for 42 attempts. I mean, I did too. Um, six for 25 this year is bad, and the fact that he's able to work around that and not look terrible has been even better. Shouldn't he be a shooter? I mean, wasn't he a really good shooter well, in college? Well, okay. Have we talked about this? Like, that could just be Lonzo effect. So, in college, he was 27 of 58 from three. So, I don't know if that, that tells you. Still that. not a lot of attempts. Yeah, no, that's, that's like close to 50, right? You're probably like in the 47, 48 range on that one. Yeah. But, again, um, playing with Lonzo – uh, and still only a low amount of attempts. Like, I'm not super. I'm not going to look at that and be like, "Oh, totally a good shooter right there." Don't you watch his form? I feel like he's able to make a three point shot at a higher than 24. percent I think he's better than 24. percent I don't think he's like last year. I don't think he's like a sniper or anything. Well, I don't think he's. I don't think he's a high volume shooter either. I think he's. I think he. I think he could be like a Thad level guy. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> the problem <laughs> is, is that he doesn't have the, the defensive Thad, and no. He, he does have better touch around the rim than Thad, at least. He does. Yeah, his offensive rebounding is the skill that I think is taking the biggest jump for him. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's I'm I'm torn between where he. I think he's obviously earned himself the right to be on the team next year. I think he's kind of shown at least improvement, but I don't know what he has to do between year two and three to reach a level where I want him back in year four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Going, I mean, but th- like going from virtually unplayable, well, not even virtually. Going from Completely. unplayable, going from unplayable to like a back of the rotation guy, is is actually a big improvement. Like in general, you know. I mean, if he can, but is he even a rotation guy next year? Are we sure yeah. he can even do that? Because that's a risk. Because if that, he's depends, a rot- that depends how much they squeeze free agency, right? Like if they can get someone big that takes up a lot of space, it's like, all right, the risk in doing this is now we're not going to sign a backup four and we're going to try TJ. Well, if he could do that, I mean. That would be great because he's really cheap. And honestly, a rotation guy at the 18th pick is pretty good. I mean, there aren't. I mean, when you get past even the back of the rotation guy at 18 is fine. I mean, a guy who could could provide minutes off the bench in a playoff game at 18. It was a very good pick. I mean, he only played the last one game last year, right? Yeah, four minutes at the end of one of those games. They played garbage time of the game. They blew them out in game six. They won by like when they beat LeBron by the second most in playoff history with an offensive rating of zero in four minutes. Yeah, so I mean, they didn't score. <laughs> I, the problem is, I don't think he's earned the trust that he's going to be a, the backup four next year. Not quite. You're right. But has he? Oh, the question is, has he earned enough to be able to be the 
oh, throw him in a trade because the team thinks he may be kind of valuable. Uh, I don't know. Does he have like if you could you trade him instead of your a second round pick? Like would that be could you get that in a trade? You know, I'd rather keep him, but uh, and then a second round pick than a second. Yeah, myself, but I get that. Yeah, um, seconds are pretty. Good. What about what? What's their pick going to be this year? Oh, the 20? like twenty five or something. Um, no, probably higher than that now. Probably you're right. You're right. So with players, right, we have to think of it as it's not their, well, we think their value is we watch the player game. It's what other teams think their value is what matters. And I don't think this random stretch of plays made any other team besides the Timberwolves who saw him drop 18 on them and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Take a flyer on TJ Leaf. Well, I mean, the, the thought maybe is if they see him play this well for what, the, what do they have, 28 games like ever take? 28? There's, no, like 18. 18, not it. They played 64 games, 18 games left. So yeah. let's say I'm off by 10 games on that one. Um, bad. If, if let's say he does this for five next 18 games, does a team like Memphis or, I mean, New Orleans, I mean, those are the teams that you can see a trade happening, tuck themselves into the idea that, okay, we play leave 20 minutes, he could be a solid player. We can build him into like, you know, pick what's fourth year option, which is going to be decently cheap if we're rebuilding, and then see if we can get him into like re-sign a decent deal and be our backup power forward for the future. Yeah, I think you got to try. I mean, like, ah, oh, here's a fun one. Uh, so let's think of a last, the last first round pick the Pacers didn't pick up their fourth year option for. You know who it is? Solomon Hill. Solomon Hill. Has he been better than Solomon Hill to you? So far, I guess, until this point. This is when Solomon Hill hit, hit, hit that run where he was like the best. The best was, that your two, was that your two or your three for him? I thought that, that was, was your three. That was your three, so yeah. They already declined it, yeah. So is he ahead of where Solomon Hill was at this point? I think it's probably about even. Yeah, but that's not saying much because Solomon Hill had like the most <laughs> – no, I'm I mean, not trying I, to make it say much. I'm trying to think, like, are they going to pick up the fourth-year option? Because they have to decide next September. Or this, like, coming September. How much is it for? Huh? How much is the fourth-year option for? Like two, two and a half million, I think. I think with the way the salary cap is, and he's still on that really low Ricky scale, you got to pick it up. I agree. Yeah, because even you can always figure out a way to get rid of it. I mean, you can stretch it or oh whatever. Oh, my God. You would have taken a flyer on that guy. Like, Yeah, you can dump the salary. Trade him with cash or something. Yeah, not yeah you can. You give a second round pick with that, you give rid of the contract. In five if it if it even shakes that bad, I don't even think it will. Yeah, if he was because I think the problem with Solomon Hill was he he was on whatever the cap was was a lot less, and he was going to make like a decent amount of the cap. Like it would have been like three or four million of the fifty. I think it was fifty eight million at that point. Like yeah, we were in the old old cap days where like three million dollars was like a, like a decent amount of your cap. Like you get a good rotation play for three million dollars. You ready? Are you ready for uh, for Gary to tweet at us and tell us Leaf should be playing in the G League? Yeah, one of, one of my favorite podcast traditions is the is the day after Gary doesn't like Leaf tweet. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, <laughs> no, uh, I love it. I love that people are stating their opinions at, after hearing ours. The last thing with Leaf is, do you think who would you rather have going forward? And let's get rid of the years they have in the kind of that Leaf or Aaron Holiday. Who, which one? Oh do you my feel god, like? Holiday! Whoa, my god! Well, Holiday's been really bad of late. You've been on the whole. <laughs> so I mean, how close? I guess how close is that gap now? Completely terrible. Oh. Ugh. Man, like, are we lying to ourselves looking at those first games of holiday at this point? Are we lying yeah. to ourselves looking at the sense depot injury? Because so it's two different, completely different players. I think with holiday though, is that like he had that random 17 point game against the Lakers. It was really good. He had a 12 point yeah. game against Golden State and 10 against one. Like he, he's had these like kind of random, he had a couple of good games since then too. Like including, had- including the seven of 10, 18, 17 point outburst against the Lakers. Since Vic's injury, he is shooting 32% from the field. Yeah, I get he's, he's not shooting It's well. been so strange. 
so here's my remember holiday though. Like, I mean, I'm not saying he's Trey Young, but Trey Young was shooting how bad for the first 30, 40 oh, games. And you're right. I mean, he's the same height as Trey Young, I think, close to no, 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 I'm not writing off holiday. I just this is well, that's you know, my argument for like you need to just play a holiday because he needs to get the minute to figure out because he's so small in his height. Figure out where he can how he can get his shot because it's like playing against he's playing against guys that are probably on average four five the than he played in college or any time. In his I career. do worry that he's trying to be like look, I earn minutes by just shooting a bunch. And I think if he just like settled in. That's fair. Cause I, I do think he has he some look better. I mean, that's how the Pacers guys have earned them. And that's how most rookies really earn their minutes. Unless they're on a really crappy team is they prove they can play defense. Yep. And they get the minutes to play because you know, worst case they can play defense and then they get some open shots and they make some of those shots and they you get more of those shots and that builds. And over time, and that was, that's why Turner was able to play when he was so young. Cause like they kind of trust him defensively to be out there, not into, kind of wreck havoc at the rim and do all kinds of stuff. And even with, I mean, go back to Paul George, that was the thing was like Paul George needed to play because he could play defense against any small forward in the league at even like when he was 20 years old. Right. So I think, I think part of that is just knocking that into holiday's head. And if he can't buy that, then he might not be the right fit for this team. Ultimately, actually. I, yeah, I'm not going to go making any like sweeping decisions about <laughs> how his career is going to end up based on no, the strength. No, you can't get like, the Pacers' philosophy is you learn to you be a really good defender, and then the offense comes. Unless you're a veteran, then you can't. We we pick you. You're in here for certain reasons. But as rookies, that seems to be kind of the philosophy with them. They're good at the development and they're patient. So, you know, I think we're a long way off from having to make any decision on oh, them. Oh, third option was picked up the minute he scored. Oh my! Yeah, scored. that Hawks game. Yeah. <laughs> well, as soon as he hit that first three, that first <laughs> the Hawks game, he was it was like okay, third year option because he's also right. He's still part of the lower. Um, the yeah, one, it, it, this year the higher rookie salaries, right? Yeah, the Fultz year actually they went up, but it doesn't really matter if you're not picking in the top ten because they're so low after that anyway. Fultz gonna make a lot of money, like nine million next year. That's a lot for a guy who really can't even play. I know it's crazy. All right, let's take another break and then we can preview the week's games. All right, we're gonna just burn through this Bulls game real fast because honestly, the Bulls are garbage. Not to be, uh, I mean, any of the Bull fans out there, but like. There are two good games this week, right, Tony? And the Bulls is not the good. It's not one of the those good ones. Yeah, I'm very hopeful that they just smoke the Bulls. Well, I remember last time it was double. It was double. No, it was it was almost double OT. If almost uh, double OT. Got to go in. Um, Banking in a 35 footer to knock a double OT with the Bulls. By the way, speaking of the Bulls in overtime, four overtimes, craziest game. My goodness. Yes. Yes. That was insane. I mean, was what was the game they played against? No, that wasn't the Bulls. It was who put was it Phoenix? Washington also played that five overtime game over this year. Was that five or the three? No, it was three. It was three, but Beal played like fifty something minutes, right? Over fifty minutes. Right, and that's where Thomas Bryant. That was also a crazy game. Just yeah, Thomas Bryant's down was crazy. Bulls, Adam, since the All Star break, are four and one. Well, good for them. I know that it's crazy getting a good player like Otto Porter makes your team better. Can you believe it? They beat Orlando. They beat Boston. That's right. They beat Boston. I remember. They beat Boston. It was a huge deal. That's right. I mean, yeah, their other win, their their three other wins are Orlando, Memphis, and Atlanta. So it's not like, oh my god, but still, compared to how they had been playing, <laughs> it's a big deal. I mean, Otto Porter Jr. is a good a good basketball player. Um, Otto Porter Jr. is a good basketball player. You have the numbers you want me to read them? I got them. I got right. them. You you were getting there, weren't you? I just 20, yep. Twenty ninth in offense, twenty fourth in defense. Yeah, a little better. Woof. Um, they now have Otto, so those numbers aren't perfectly indicative of the team they are because that is like their whole season but they are very very uh 
heavily reliant on two young players, Zach Levine and Larry Markkinen. Yeah, so Zach Levine, I'm just trying to throw it back. So oh wow. before he got – he missed a game in early November, he was averaging like 25 points per game. Remember that? Yeah, he was killing it. Like before he got hurt in December, his stat line oh, – now it's back to where he is now. But he was averaging like – at one point he was averaging like 30 points a game, if I remember right, or close to it. He had a 41-point game, and now he's down back – kind of back to earth, right? Yeah. He's like, not like – it's not bad. He's still very good. Well, definition of good stats, bad team, right? Yeah, he scored a lot on Minnesota when they were okay. But, did, yeah. Did he score this much? No, he didn't. Yeah. No, oh. he was okay. He was pretty high. Yeah, he scored more than I thought. He's wow. I didn't realize he had nineteen. I guess the year he got when he just got hurt. I didn't realize he put up nineteen points a game. Almost. Yeah, he's a he's a scoring player. Uh, with the Bulls, Otto is scoring twenty a game also. So they got they got some bucket getters between Levine, Markin, and Otto now. I mean, I depending where their pick lands. I mean, Otto, Markin, and whatever that first pick could be the first pick is a nice little core going forward. Nice little core. Yeah, I, Levine has to figure it out because I don't. Wendell Carter too. He's out for the year, but. He's a good yeah, Carter. That's right. I don't know how Levine fits in that. That's my only problem. But I don't want to spend too much time on talking about. This. <laughs> well, Levine is the only guy that scares you, right? Because I mean, he those threes at the end of the game were insane, and he can actually like get to the rim and make your defense bend a little bit. Where like like Otto's good, but he's definitely a reliant on someone else spreading the D and marketing yeah. the same way. But he's more of like a back it down one on one scorer. He's good at it, but. You know, you, Otto, you, Porter. Otto Porter is a great third best player on your team. Yes, he is. He's crazy, right? Isn't that crazy how he's like when you've got two superstars, he's the best third guy on your team. He's a great third guy. Um, like Thad and uh, Lowry is is fine. Like I can live with that. Uh, and Wes Matthews on Levine, I can live with that. So you just got to not bend too much to shut down Levine, and I think you're okay. Uh, but they got killed by Doncic and Carl Anthony Towns last week. So their pedigree stopping superstars recently has been rough. Yeah, I believe. And Vooch went off pretty pretty well, too. I don't remember. He didn't go off to that degree that those two did. But Marketing killed them last time, remember? Killed them. He always yeah. killed them. He, was that right when he came back from his injury? Was that like the one? It was like in the yeah, he, it was like his second game back. Yeah. Gray versus White in Indy. Should have been the omen right away when they were in Gray versus White. It was going to be a tough game. Oh, right. They were those crappy. crappy They hated it. They did it against Minnesota. I can't stand Gray versus White. Um, All right. So, Butcher, is it Levine, Mark, and Reporter? Yeah, it's one of those three. um, But I think Otto has the best chance because the Pacers are pretty good at stopping first options. uh, Hence, Terrence Ross being the killer. (laughs) Um, So, I'll pick Otto. you know, if Bojan is, is a step slow getting back out after helping or something, Otto could have quite right there. Remember? Huh? Former teammates. Former teammates. You're correct. They run, they kind of bring in Bojan to when Porter – was that right when Porter was becoming good, right? That was, that was Porter's good year. Yeah, his best year was his fourth year, and they brought Bojan in to be his backup slash play the four alongside him at times. Yeah, so maybe they know how to play each other in practice. They probably practice with each other a lot that year. That's true. That half year, I guess he or not that not that half year. Yeah, the half year he played there, right? Bowen played there only half the season, right? But somehow the Bulls aren't deep. <laughs> oh, the Bulls bench is terrible. I mean, that's it's that's so bizarre. That's probably on the flip side. The X factor is the Pacers should even without Sabonis should have a and well, I guess is Tyreek gonna play? <sighs> yeah, he's healthy now. He played their last game. Yeah, right. So I don't know why he wouldn't play. Well, I don't know. I feel like he <laughs> good point. Yeah, I take yeah. it back immediately. I feel like Tyreek doesn't play a ton. <laughs> But like okay, they're they're bench five guys. They they just beat the Hawks that crazy four overtime game. 
the, the five bench guys they played in that game were Archie Diakono, Wayne Selden, Shaq Harrison, Luau Cabarro, and Felicio. Like some, some of you might not know a single one of those five guys, guys whose names I just said. Oh, we didn't mention they're actually playing right now. They yeah. are playing right now. I, I, I forgot about that. Who's their not- bench five today? Who are they playing right now? The Hawks, right? Well, actually, the game probably is over. It's already. It is over. They lost by five. <laughs> oh, now my stat about their record since the break is wrong. Crap! They're four and two. Everybody. Yeah. It's okay. Trey Young got ejected. I knew that. I saw that highlight earlier. It was wait. Crazy. They played the Hawks back to back. Back to back. They played played them with six OTs or five four OTs and played them uh, two nights later. Yeah, another high scoring game. The one twenty three, one eighteen. Holy. All right, yeah, so it was the same five guys off the bench, though. So, oh, no, they had Blakeney this time instead. So, all right, so. Still so terrible. <laughs> being around the bush. Did they win this game, right? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, they, what did I, who did I read? I think it was Monteith, but I'm not sure uh, about how a lot of players on the team apparently were pissed after that magic loss, and rightfully so. They sucked in the fourth quarter of that game. Um, I think that's a good sign. Usually when their players are pissed, they're not pissed at anybody. They're usually pissed at themselves. They themselves. Usually turn around. Right. Like that four-game losing streak. I remember Thad being really pissed when they lost to Boston. Big time Thad also man, Thad's always pissed because he's kind of that's like why he's the leader of the team. He's always the voice of like we're mad about this kind of thing. And so usually it leads to a nice turnaround. Yeah, I, th- I think they're gonna come out and kick him in the teeth. Um, Especially when you play a bad team after that, it's always to come right because you know you're better than them. So like it's not like you have to play up to a level. Yeah, I, I hope they can do it. I really hope I could just see it happen. You know, i it's been gross. Like th- them just being in all these close games with these average teams. Like I think they're better. I don't think they're like so good. I think they're better than. They, they- but frankly, without Vic, they're an average team. I think they're a little bit better than their week. They yeah, have. yeah, but they're probably. I mean, if without Vic the whole year, if I was saying that they're probably what they're probably in the six to eight range in terms of seed. They're probably right where the Magic and. Yeah, I think they're clearly the fifth team in the East. I don't know if they're that clearly fifth. I feel like you would have a clearly top four. They'd be maybe in that. Maybe Detroit some Detroit range, I guess. I don't know. They're probably the Detroit Magic Pit. Um, who else in that standing? Brooklyn Nets range of team. Without yeah, the Pistons and Magic are on fire. Like that's another thing to think about when thinking about losing to those teams. Is like they are peaking right now. Right? Aren't they, are Magic in the playoff race right now? Yeah, they're, they're in now. Eight, right. So, I. Uh, uh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, keep talking. I want to have fun tidbit about the Magic. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, they might be in that tier. I, I, I'm going the division standings because I think the Magic might be winning their division. Oh, right. That, I, that, Isn't that hilarious? I they are. The first place in the Southeast Division, Orlando Magic. How dare we uh, demean this loss? Wait, so is there a way if – can you win your division and miss the playoffs? Uh, technically, yeah, because there's 10 other teams in the conference, but it'd be really hard. Right, because the next four teams in the East are all – Yeah. There's no way from them. I mean, could you imagine, can you imagine if, if a team won their division and – did not make the playoffs. Well, the team that that actually hurts pretty bad is the Nets because the other teams battling for the eight seed, the Magic Hornets and Heat are all in the same division, and the tiebreaker for seeding is a division title if you get it. So if the Nets finish with the same record as whoever wins the Southeast, they they just lose the tiebreaker even if they beat them head-to-head. Yeah, but it doesn't really – not for playoff spot, though, it doesn't matter because one of those – No. Well, it could. Say the, no. Nets fin- say the Nets and Magic finish with the eight seed and they're eight-nine. The no, magic it's not possible because there's no way for a team to jump those. Oh, that's teams. not in the division. You're right, right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they're so terrible. Like I'm, it, I'm back on board. Well, no, but it could because if they're the if they're the sixth seed playing the Pacers in the first round versus tied and playing the seventh seed playing the the Raptors, you'd rather play the Pacers in the first round than the Raptors because of the yeah. Raptors. No, that's when it could matter. Right? I mean, that's when there could be a pesky six seed. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> 
Remember, um, well, remember the remember the old days of the NBA where the the division champs were the top seeds. Yeah, top. You, you oh, first, right. top three. Then it was you could beat you. You got a home game automatically, and then they just scrapped that completely because they were. Yeah, so that that would mean the uh, twenty-eight and thirty-four Miami Heat were a half game out of uh, hosting a series. <laughs> oh my god! Could you imagine <laughs> the Wizards, the twenty-six and thirty-seven Wizards, would be three oh, games out of hosting. The NFL has that stupid rule where, like, the Chargers won like twelve games this year, but they had to play. They had to play. They had to go to Baltimore, and they won. But like, that's so stupid. They were no, the the, C- the Seahawks are why it's stupid. Like the seven and nine team hosting yeah. the. The, the whatever saints they won right they won so it, in retrospect it looks fine but like that's dumb that's just it's just gonna be one through 16 so it doesn't really matter i they am well yeah and well yeah zach Lowe, i think we just talked about it like i get it they don't want a first round series of like portland versus boston. miami where everyone's flying like boston. portland boston's their fear yeah exactly or so, like boston right. Angeles. i guess that's the, well, probably the farthest points is probably L- la to boston right pretty close that's the two farthest points. Or like Toronto, maybe. Oh uh, yeah, Toronto's pretty far north. Yeah. So anyway, you, everybody who's listening gets the gist. Uh, that's the only reason it wouldn't happen. But yeah, well, but also it doesn't make sense. Like, why is New Orleans and Memphis or New Orleans and Memphis have gotten screwed for the past because they for the past what ten years? Right. They've been traveling no matter what. Well, and because they have been like, if New Orleans was in the East, I bet Davis would still be on that team right now because they would be the number two seed in the East every year. Minnesota I, as well. Yeah, I mean, those are all three teams that are should be in the East or somewhat, be, but got screwed because of geography and that they're the the farthest west of nineteen teams or whatever, eighteen yeah. teams. So yeah, just, I mean, and New Orleans member was in the East for a while, so New Orleans really got they screwed were. more than anybody. They, they did, yeah. they sure did. Uh, we are not talking about the Bulls anymore. That's no. that's everything you know about the Bulls. All right, so then let's move on to the next game. They're gonna beat the Bulls. The next game is that? The next? No, we'll the do one more game, then we'll do a break. Have we done a break yet? Oh, before no, leave, we, we did. Yeah. Two breaks, right? We done. We we have done one break. Before no, we did. That's it, right? No, we took a break before after that. that two break. very good podcast hosts discuss their show. We, we have done. Have, we have done two breaks. We are good. What do you, What do you guys think of uh, our show that we're doing such a good job with today? Tony, I figured it out. We've done two breaks. So let's move they, on. <laughs> they have done two breaks. We uh, had two breaks. Since so since the break, they lost the Bucks right before it. Speaking of the Bucks, oh, nice uh, job. Look at that. They forced that one in there. Uh, they got the Bucks who have uh, uh, two days off in between these games and then get to host the Pacers. So a well-rested Bucks team. Yeah, it's a, a well-rested, team. incredibly good Bucks team. But Bo- on this time, we'll get to wear a suit is a TNT game. <laughs> that was the funniest story of the week last week. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I can't believe he doesn't. Does he not? He didn't know. Him? He didn't know they got pulled from TV. That's hilarious. Is that right? Well, that's 37 point game, too. Yeah, he killed it in that game. He was awesome. Maybe just tell them every night they're playing on TNT. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That game was a funny, like, thought of consistency for me. Like, he had 37 and Cat had 42, but Cat had 23 of them in the first quarter. Like, what's really more valuable? A guy sprinkling in a good performance over four quarters, like a dominant first. I don't know. I mean, they won the game. Pacers did. They so. did. They won. It was very wow. interesting. Very interesting thought. Uh Thought exercise for me. All right, so I pull up the Bucks B-ball ref page, and you look at their little line. It's just like these large lines of green. It's yeah, they crazy. smoke teams. Um, so they are first in defense, fourth in offense. That's yeah, they, all you. Need. They are kicking ass. They oh, no, we got to bleep out two things, Adam. <laughs> I'm not bleeping anything out. They are 48 and 15. They are insanely yeah, good. They, they are related to, to the Jazz. Though. I would like to point out for the hundredth time that I was on the Budenholzer to Indy train this summer. I think I think we all agreed with you. We just knew, it wasn't <laughs> right? I mean, 
It's what's going to uh, happen, unfortunately. I don't know he's very that. good. At, he's very good at the whole basketball coaching thing. Right now, this era, he is, is his era. Um, um, maybe. Battle of two coaches of your candidates. Yeah. Um, it is worth noting that Giannis has been, well, I guess he had 43 against the Jazz, but he had been a little bit worse for teams before that. Yeah. Worse for him is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is the third time they played, and it's the time for it's uh, the rubber match. I guess there'll be a fourth game, right? They play on four times, but a rubber match of the. This is the fourth time. This is their fourth time. Because they oh, played we the second game of the season, they won in December. They lost in January. So it is the time for Thad to even up the score on the def- on the defense. <laughs> yeah, I remember keeping track of the tiebreaker with them, like it mattered, and then the Bucks just got so good. Uh, so there actually is two things that I think are uh, worth monitoring here. Okay. Uh, they lost the Jazz, yes, but Eric Bledsoe and Malcolm Brogdon did not play with injuries. Ooh, that is worth noting. Brogdon's they, on back that injury for me. That's right. That hurt. Now. And Donovan Mitchell went crazy in that game, but uh, I don't think they'll still be out then. They have day-to-day injuries, and they have time off in between. And they play Phoenix. They could probably arrest them and win anyway. Every guard on their roster is hurt. Yeah, so I think they'll be healthy by them, but they have uh, they have quite the problems right now. Former Pacer George Hill will not play, probably, it looks like. Yeah, it looks like he says he's out the next four games. Yeah, he's not going to play. Yeah, and yeah, but it looks so. The question really is: Does it really matter? Is Giannis just good enough with <laughs> that yeah. you can throw on whoever? They also right. So who did they? Who is their starting five against the Jazz? Let me pull that up real fast. That's a good question. Man, they probably started like Pat Connaughton, I think. Um, I'm just guessing. I don't know who else would have started at guard. So for them. The starters were Middleton, Lopez, Miritich, Ilasova, and Yana and Antetokounmpo. Oh, that a that, that what? I was wrong. That really. Like is that re- that's not how they did that, right? That's what BL ref has. They played the Jazz. I'm opening it up. I don't believe you. Yeah, no, I don't believe it either. I'm looking at it. And I don't. Oh, nope, nope, you're right. Wow, that's a huge group. That's the weirdest line I've ever that's, seen. Giannis hit the one. Is that <laughs> right? Yeah, Giannis hit the one. Milton two. Miritich three. <laughs> Lopez four. What the hell? How do you defend that? They won. They lost. But that's crazy. Well, I guess you played the Jazz, who were big as well. Maybe that's why Mitchell had 46 points. He did have 46 points. Hey, they man. came up with him. He's so fast. Holy crap. That is the weirdest starting five I've probably that ever That is a wild group. That's like basically. Oh, I, thought, I, saw the, I saw a funky tweet about it that was like, no, not one player was guarding the player who was guarding them in this game. Also, that's that's five guys 6'8 or above. And I think it's four guys, <laughs> that's insane. That's four guys 6'10 or up, right? And I think. Oh, my gosh. So a six, and, 10, and yeah. V-ball ref, uh, V-ball ref lists their positions by uh height. And I think Chris Milton might have gotten some point guard minutes from that from that group. Let's see, I can we can go look at that real fast. Milton, no, he did not. He did not have any. Oh, no, he did not. Dang. <laughs> but who has him because there's nothing for Giannis either. Giannis has zero. Mil- someone, someone shook out <laughs> with point guard minutes from that. I wonder who it was. Yeah, I don't see, see anyone. Who yeah. Got it? I think they did a good job, and they didn't give it to anybody. I'm proud of wow, that. If they started that five, I guess. What do you do? Do you do you? Oh, you know you you you, you can three. Fat yes. three. Yeah, I was gonna say it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> bonus playing the four. That oh man, you could do it. You could definitely do that. That would, <laughs> That'd be very fun for me. Right. So I'm the matchup. So you put DC on. Oh man, how do you do that? Do you put DC on Middleton? Or no, you put him on Lopez, right? You just hide him in the corner on you Lopez. Forfeit. <laughs> no, you hide DC in the corner on Lopez, maybe. Yeah, you can get away. Or, or you put him Dude, they would back him down immediately. Like 
like three seconds into the possession, Bud would just scream like Brolo. Right. And then you go crazy and do you play Wes Matthews, Bojan, <laughs> and those three guys? <laughs> this game would be hilarious. How did the Jazz play this team? <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell was so fast. Well, you, you could counter out the, the DC hiding in the corner, whoever's in the corner, by just having DC burn everybody. All yeah, the time. great on offense. He because they're so slow, right? He could bend them so well. But then everybody else matches up fine. You can put Matthews on Middleton. That's fine. You put you put Thad on Giannis. That's fine. And you put Sabonis and Turner on the other two. You're right. fine. This is that's crazy. This is I, fun. I don't know if the last. I feel like one of the guards will be back by the end of the week. I hope or, you're right. right. One of they have five guards out there. Like one. Oh no, it looks like they will be, but you don't know. I just, yeah. I mean, wow, all five of your guards to go out. That's crazy. That is tough. And they almost won. Uh, Bucks are good. And I don't think we have to talk about who the butcher is, right? Uh, no. Definitely Sterling Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. He's totally going to play. Sterling Brown. He's totally going yeah, to play, right? God. Uh, yeah, Giannis. So let's see. Let's put this way. If you hold Giannis to 25 and 12, do you win this game? Yeah, if Giannis is 25 and 12, that's under his averages, which is just nuts. And he's an insanely good defender. If Giannis has 35 and 10, do you win this game? My God. <laughs> You might, depending on because there's no guards. <laughs> My God. Yeah, he's just so good. To me, this is such a, a nerdy take. You ready for a nerdy take? Yeah, give it to me. If Giannis has low assists, I think you win because that means you force the other guys to miss. Ooh, that's that's not a nerdy take. That's a well-thought-out Because I, take. I like that game with that held him to 12. While it was insane, I think that's kind of an unrealistic expectation for defending Giannis. That is the worst game of the year for Giannis. Probably, right? It's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, I DM this Bucks film room. Brian Sampson, he's great on Twitter. Uh, he said Thad is one of the best three defenders of Giannis in the league. So. Giannis had nine points against the Heat. In a game. Oh, wow. Besides that, yeah, that's the that's second the, lowest. That's crazy. Margin. I mean, I, I see a couple of 15. I see a 15 and a 16 in here, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. that that's unrealistic. Expe- exactly. Like what you're saying shows that that's an unrealistic expectation for defending him. Uh, which I think you could try to slow him down. I think that that's a, a good idea to win, but I think the the real way is just like, all right, keep him to 25 and 10 and make sure everybody else doesn't go crazy. Like Bledsoe went off in that game, even though the Pacers won. But uh, yeah, if everybody else is missing, he can only get like three assists or something. I think you have a better shot. Yeah, I, I will say that lineup they played against the Jazz is a unique way to surround Giannis with shooters. And, yeah, all those guys can shoot pretty well. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Oh, well, they literally their entire team is shooters. I mean, it is. right? They even <laughs> average. Wow, that's a good question. Who's their worst shooter that plays? Probably I mean, besides Giannis. Besides Giannis. Well, I'm looking up. So by, honestly, at 25, percent it's not the horse thing. So yet. by the numbers, it's like Sterling Brown, George Hill. By the numbers. <laughs> well, no, George Hill shooting 40 percent from three, right? No, 27.9 percent this oh, year. That's from the field, not from three. Yeah, but, not good George Hill year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bledsoe is actually. The, I mean, probably. probably bled. Bled. You're right. Probably Bled. Because Georgia probably won't play in the playoffs, right? They'll probably end up. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they'll shelve them all. Like Ilyasova can shoot, Snell can shoot, Sterling Brown can shoot, Miritich can shoot, Brooke Lopez can shoot, Brogdon can really shoot, Middleton can. It's crazy. It's freaking crazy. They're a really good basketball team. They 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 really figured out how to build their team around. Like this is what LeBron. This is what LeBron could have only dreamed of of having. Giannis that. is is a scary test case though because if Giannis leaves the Bucks, there, there's nothing small market teams can do. Like there's just nothing because this is it. This is all you can do. Here's well, the best. Here are the best nine players uh, around you. No, you could do what Thunder did. Oh, that's true. That didn't right. work either. <laughs> well, it did kind of actually. They got they the finals. Were... If you count that as count working, then yeah. 
Well, and if you count Paul George as a free agent kind That's of guy, track, sure. it's kind of what it was at the same time, it does actually work. It works pretty well. I, 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 I rescind my comment. But I understand what you mean. Your, your sentiment still makes a lot of sense because that's that's one case where you actually, well, first of all, you hit on three MVPs as the draft, which is literally insane if you think insane. about it in hindsight. Like to pick three MVP players, like to pick literally three guys who won't have MVP awards on the same team at one time without like signing them all together is insane. It's just well, okay. they traded hard in two, so that's a little different. No, but the, but the idea of that of like you, right. who I, I can't think of a. Can you name another GM who's pick who drafted three guys who won the MVP award? I can't. Like it's, I mean, I, I'm trying to think. I, I can't even pull up things. I mean, like so Jordan, few guys even win MVP. Exactly. I mean, that's how crazy. And you, you, you might, in, you really should probably have two guys who win multiple MVP award winners someday in their career because yeah, they're so, probably win another one eventually. I feel like yeah, wild. But uh, last fun buck stat while we're here: Malcolm yeah. Brogdon at the free throw line, one thirty four for one forty three this year. That's, that's really good. Ice, not so, even best in the league apparently. The only question I have with the Bucks is. Is this essentially like the Cavs team last year? I mean, they're basically the Cavs the last four four years, right? A well-coached Cavs? Yeah, well-coached Cavs, a little worse number two. I would say Kyrie obviously is better than Middleton. But, like, it's kind of the concept of, like, can one guy lead you to the finals over, like, a team concept like the Sixers or the Raptors or the even Celtics a little bit? That's right. That's the kind of the battle. Yeah. And the question is, Giannis, who will have a lot less experience than LeBron, where Giannis probably – goes a lot harder all the time. He's also younger, so he can do it. But, like, LeBron had mastered the picking his spot kind of thing to be really good. And so that would be interesting in the playoffs if Giannis can figure out how to pick his spots, when to be really good and not, you know, to, and take stuff off to play. I hope he does. Him. I'm really rooting for them. He, has to play, he probably has to play 40 minutes to recently win a seven-game series against a really good team. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll sweep five. their first-round opponent, and then it'll be interesting. Yes. Well, and they'll probably draw the Pacers some. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yikes. <laughs> the Pacers beat them. I'm telling you, Pacers are going to beat them. That would be, dude, that would be the Thaddeus Young story right there. If he can do it for a seven-game series, he'll get a max. Or, next in year. classic Pacers fashion, they'll win the first round. They'll play the Bucs. They'll win game one by like 15 by like, yeah. And then they'll lose five or six. I mean, something West Matthews will go like eight for nine from three. Dad will hold Giannis to whatever, and then they'll just adjust, and that'll be it. <laughs> And there'll be like there'll be like ten million articles on ESPN about like how stupid are we to forget about the Pacers, and then they'll lose the next four. Or then no, what happened is <laughs> is they'll, they'll they'll play a really good game three and four like really close, but somehow lose them on some stupid play by somebody doing something really dumb and like. You know, I like you saying somebody. You know who you think it's going to be. I'm not going to say it. Who do you think <laughs> gonna say? Turner. I, I didn't say anything. You think it's Turner? I don't think it'd be Turner. I think it'd just no, be Oh, but you you crap on one guy for his clutch plays all the time. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Can, we get a, can we get a joke in? Do we have time for a joke? Yeah, we've got plenty of time, Tony. We've been really our, it's not a Bucks joke, it's about the next game they play. Okay, so let's do that. What's okay. what's the joke because we transitioned into the 76ers game? The uh, the fourth seeded 76ers, Adam. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's my terrible joke. That's a terrible <laughs> joke. It's uh, this is probably the last show we're gonna be able to do that. Um, the the, yeah. the fourth clearly the fourth best team at the conference, right? The records show. <laughs> well, yeah, Boston's probably better than. I don't think that not right now. Uh, well, they lost. Who did they lose to? Celtics are three and seven in their last ten. Oh, they lost the Warriors. Golden State, yeah. Um, every yeah. team in the East now because the Bucks lost to the Jazz. Every team in the East top five all lost their last game. Yeah, Pacers are hanging on to that. To that. They're scrapping and clawing. They 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 are like um. Hanging off the mountain, just like fingernails gripping the edge of the, the cliff, 
desperately trying not to fall, praying somebody comes in to pick him up. Like in a cartoon when someone's holding onto a cliff and when their hand is going, it goes finger by finger, you know? Yeah, and they're they're hoping <laughs> like like somebody comes by and like maybe Wes Matthews or another Bogod month comes and picks him up. Off the cliff <laughs> keep, keep him alive for that. Three we get another show where I could say the fourth seed at 76ers, I'll be kind of shocked. <laughs> Uh, I think one more week isn't. isn't They'd have hard. to win one of the Sixers. Or this is a hard week, though. This is a really. Yeah. They beat the Sixers, though. They could, they'll probably be able to say. It. Let's That's that true. Way. That's true. Um, That's actually, true. We, we didn't say it. Do you think they'll beat the Bucks? I don't think so. No, I don't think okay. so. At Milwaukee, they got uh, two nights off before. I don't think so. Yeah, they're the best team in the NBA. They are the best team in the NBA. Like they're not the best playoff team in the NBA, but they're the best. They're um, going to finish with the best record in the NBA. All right, so the 76ers. Got it up already. I got you got them up. Or you want me to do Go it? ahead. I interrupted you rudely. Oh, they are ninth in offense and twelfth in defense. Um, they're seventh in pace. They are forty and twenty three. They're actually weirdly expected win loss twenty eight and thirty eight and twenty five. So wow. two games wow. ahead of that. For Good some clutch team. Jimmy Butler is hitting those threes at the end of games. They almost beat the Warriors right the other day. They did. They were close. They, they played them pretty close. Um, they were up in the fourth quarter. They. This is a really. I mean, this is. I think is the best starting five. In the in the, in the well, yeah, they've been in the East for Don't sure. Say in the NBA, come on. <laughs> I guess Boogie is really good. That's where I, the problem is. If you were playing like um, well, I guess how where where do you rate Equidala right now? He doesn't start for them. I know, but I'm saying it's like of a five man lineup because the starting five. Oh, oh, the death lineup for the. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're not like their fifth player is better than anybody else's fifth player on most. The, the Sixers, their fifth player is JJ Redick. Yeah, but isn't he probably better I mean, than JJ Reddick's better than Boogie? Well, no, I'm so I'm I'm thinking that if you take Boogie out of that, he is. You know what I mean? I'm starting. I mean, I I wasn't counting in Boogie, uh-huh. which I was I said before by mistake. But like, if you don't count Boogie, which I think is unfair in the league, <laughs> there's the, the best fifth guy on every other team. Well, to be fair though, like Reddick's been way more impactful than Boogie this year because Boogie has not been that great this year. Yeah, me. but I, I mean, in a general sense, like yeah, Boogie's better. I, I always think the Warriors to start this. They're four plus. Like, I mean, who did they start last year? Development Gate Center or some shit like yeah. that. So <laughs> another cast. Um, but yeah, they have a really good top five. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. So the, the thing is, the drop off is humongous to their to their bench guys, uh, which is the only way you can get away with beating them in the postseason. It's like. When they have like James Ennis and Mike Scott in the game, yeah. Uh, so the the question is, and B didn't play Saturday. I assume he's going to be back. He has right? been playing for a while. He missed quite a few games in a row. How games he missed now? I think like six in a row or something. He has really. Thank you. He, he sound, yeah, right from the All Star break. He hasn't played since the All Star break. He has not played since the All Star break. But they list him day to day, so I wonder if he's close. Yeah, I forget what the list. It's knee soreness, but it's been a while, which makes it scary. Um, uh, that's the reason that the Pacers are still three is because of that injury. So. The question also is, is is there a buyout guy? They won't get him this week, but is there a buyout guy? That's, they would that, definitely get him this week. They will. As yeah. I said. But is there a buyout guy that? No, no. There were very few buyouts this I year. I know, right? It seems odd. that They feel like the perfect buyout guy candidate team. Like Tim Frazier was like the best player bought out. It, it's still, well, Kyle Gasol. Oh, he yeah. might play for the Bucks in that game. We forgot to say that. Um, oh, right. Um, to be honest, though, it's really surprised me that Wes Matthews didn't go to the 76ers. Like, that seemed like, like the perfect match, match right? He wanted, he wanted to start, man. All those minutes are boosting his value. I know, but he could have won a champion. Man. No, he couldn't have. Come on. A championship <laughs> shot? I don't know. No, there is no shot. If he's their sixth guy, they got a good team. Here's how the championship shot goes for Bio guys. Is the team calling you the Warriors? <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I always have a factor in my mind where I think Steph could get hurt at any moment. And no, you know, Steph gets hurt. You got Katie, Clay, and Dre. Dude, that, it's like, okay, me, or you got Butler and Bede, Simmons, Harris. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's better than Katie, Clay, Dre. I don't know. It's it's it's, a, it's close. I don't. I don't think it's better. You than got you got Clay Butler Dre. on Katie. And that's who, who the hell is guarding I'm Embiid? Guarding Katie and it didn't do anything. Who the hell is guarding Embiid in that game? I don't know. Draymond on Embiid? Okay. No one can guard these guys on either team. That's the problem. I don't know. I, I, in my mind, I always think Steph is like, is fragile. I know. I, I love Steph as a player, but I feel like he's kind of fragile. Perhaps, but that's just my. Steph is awesome. He's awesome. I mean, he's. Steph is awesome. Yeah. He's that probably, my Steph take. He's probably still one of my favorite NBA. Probably still one of my favorite NBA players, but he's. I always, I always worry that he's, he's like an ankle turn away from just not being able to play a whole playoff series. I hope that's the Uh So. Back Good to the thing team. for them. Back to the Sixers. Amir Johnson banged up back injury. We talked about Embiid. Shake Milton hurt with a finger injury. Zaire Smith's been hurt since the draft. Boban uh, has a bone bruise. Furkan Korkmaz hurt his meniscus. Definitely not playing. So they're already pretty shallow, and now they got a bunch of injuries. Like that's the only reason that they are are struggling now. Is like, yeah, they have really good players, but they have to play the entire game for them to win, and that's just not worth it in the regular season. Well, it might be if you're gonna get the three seed. I think they think they're going to get it anyway. <laughs> well, I think to beat the Pacers maybe worth just to knock them out of the. Yeah. Oh, they'll they'll go. Right. What's the season? They're split right now, right? Or are they pitched down two one? No, it's two one. That is huge, though. Think about yeah. that. So this might be the game where you do play every guy forty minutes just because you need it. Uh, and hang on a sec. Uh, no, never mind. Neither of these teams are going to. Well, yeah, neither of these teams are winning the division. Raptors and Bucks have that pretty much locked up. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is a huge game. Getting that two what's what's the next tiebreaker then after i want to say it's conference record that sounds right i think last it might, year be, we, it might be division record like those pistons games at the end could be very important for the i Patriots. feel like it's conference when it's in a seating division i thought matter i don't remember i'm gonna look it up while you're talking well the pages are better in the division right now anyways they're eight and four they are they've been good that's why those, but they're like they're better in the conference and they're better they, the conference. they are they've been both really so this is a big game actually this is really probably need this one so what, no matter what the tiebreaker is it's a big one yeah, two-team tiebreaker, better record head-to-head games, even division winner, even higher winning percentage within division. So yeah, oh no, that's if teams are in the same division. So it's higher winning percentage in the conference games. Yeah, I feel like last year you made the same mistake. Same mistake. I had to like send it to you to like remember this. Is the, the the correction. I always make mistakes. We were, not all. You don't really that often. Actually, <laughs> I remember we had like you were like we were talking about. It. I'm like, no, I think it's you're like no, it's this one. And we had to, like I sent you the screenshot to like prove that it right. was this. One. It's yeah. So wait, how do you have that? What do you mean? Record in conference games. How'd you have that in front of you? Oh, I not, found it. Not oh, right now. Oh, oh, in front of me because it's on the it's on the standings. What? Where are what standings? ESPN standings. I'm on ESPN. I need to find the standings. If, if you go to conference and then you scroll over to like the eighth thing, it says conference, and the record says pages 28, 13, and it's just whoa, you're the man. And the division is wow. next to that. Hey, they're pretty far ahead in the conference record. Well, they're only two losses. They they played a lot more games. Oh, but that's it. Sounds like a lot. That's, that's still significant. I mean, you got to it's it's they're, they're ahead thirty against the West, and then fifty two. So the Pacers have eleven more, and the Sixers have fifteen more. Okay. The Pacers have how many more division games? They played twelve, so four more. Two against the Pistons, one against the Bulls, one against the Bucks. Right. So yeah, they got win. this week. Well, those don't matter though for that. Well, is it is that the third tiebreaker? Like, if you get no, no, if, 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 if I got rid of it, let me go back. 
Uh, no, division tiebreaker does not matter because they're not in the same division. If they end up with the same record in conference games, it goes to higher winning percentage against playoff teams and own conference. I'm not even going to calculate that. I don't care. Yeah, that one I think might lose. <laughs> I don't care that much right now. Well, that's where those Pistons games. But that matter. well, that could matter. Like, who who's at the bottom of the conference? Like Orlando or or Charlotte? Whoever makes it, if that oh. ends up mattering, that would be crazy. Really? I lost Orlando twice and only Charlotte once, right? And only once. <laughs> We're all Charlotte fans, baby. <laughs> I think it'll be that if I, it's rare the conference is tied, right? That'd be really. Well, they, they they swept the Heat, right? Go Heat. <laughs> yeah, go go Heat. Go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, um. So do you think so? If Sabonis is back, do the Pacers have a shot at winning this game? Uh, no. I think they lose no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I just think they met. We just did all that tiebreaker stuff for me to just dump on it right away, but. Uh, they just met well just because of Simmons' size, a lot of teams do, but they in particular match up just so poorly one on one with this team, yeah. And I feel like their biggest advantage was that they could Olipo was the best player on the court a lot of times. Now, now my, my flip side though is if Embiid does not play, continues to not play, he was gonna play. Oh, he's not, you don't think he oh, is? No, I thought you said he was going to play. I thought you thought I he think he'll be back by then, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, they have to win, but I don't think they will. Uh, especially if there's no Sabonis, just because they match up so poorly. I kind of agree with you. I think I agree. They, I think you know, I... they have no answer for Simmons cross match because that has to guard him. And then they always end up getting stuck putting Collison on JJ Redick and something goes wrong. Yeah. It's worth noting. This is a weird Sunday two th- or three thirty APC game. <sighs> Gross. Well, we can record after it. It'll be great. Be a fun day for me. It's my grandma's 80th birthday. Oh, happy birthday to Tony East's grandmother. Yeah, we got a nice party going is, on. Is, is, it, is it Miss East or is it another side of your family? That is the East family. All right. Happy birthday, Grandma East. Yeah. A legend. 80 years. Crazy stuff. Older than the NBA itself. Yeah. I'd see my grandmother turned 80 last year. So, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. We're about the same age. We are almost exactly the same age. Oh, you're a little older than me. <laughs> uh, you, you have more trade value. You have more potential thanks to your lower age. Uh, maybe it's, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm Aaron Holiday. I've shown flashes, but yeah. never put together for this stretch. <laughs> this is fun. Uh, yeah, I just they just don't match up well enough for me to think they win because Simmons just has so much versatility, even without a jumper that like he, he's hard to cross match with. And Jimmy's better than Boyan, and Tobias is a good player. Tobias adds another wrinkle too. Now, how do you how do you guard that guy? Uh, oh, yeah, Pacer killer, Tobias Harris. Pacer killer, to- geez, they're screwed. <laughs> that's that's a screwed they already were screwed they added tobias oh man yeah that's what that's what i'm saying that they might be the best team in the east and like legitimately as close to the wars anybody's going to get this this last four years besides the Cavs, one year they're really good they're really good it's gonna be a hard game the closest non lebron team to the warriors Just they do saying. a lot they do a lot of things very well yes um i agree with you i unfortunately think this is a one and two week again they gotta be. They ha- they gotta beat the Bulls, man. They just gotta beat. The Bulls. Um, I think it's worth knowing. We should probably. I'm gonna look up this real fast before we finish. Is the Celtics schedule because that's the one that actually matters because they can. Get- I talked about that on my solo show this week. And so, Celtics. so how tough is the Celtics schedule then? Since you did your show it's, on it, it's it's much easier than the Pacers, but it's not like so easy. Well, and they play them twice, right? Yes, they do. Oh, they only play them once. I think. No, they play them the. Tw- the right. I'm sorry. Oh. I take I take everything back. Tony, did you know the Pacers have a hard schedule in March? <laughs> so the Celtics like have some tough games, like the Spurs, the Sixers, the Nuggets, the Kings, Warriors. the Lakers, the Lakers, Warriors. But in general, it's not like so hard. 
Yeah, they've been a lot more easy games. Their last eight, they got Cavs, Pacers, Nets, Heat, Heat, Pacers, Magic, Wizards. They could legitimately close out eight now. So, well, here's the thing: the Pacers have a two and a half game lead on them right now, three game lead. Uh, another tiebreaker to keep an eye on is it's a, oh man, I need to do a tiebreaker podcast this week. <laughs> right, they have a three game lead on them or two and a half game. What's three the right now? Three. Three. Oh, well, I don't know if that has accounted for the Celtics losing today yet. On ESPN, it probably is. it updates automatically. I didn't look there when I did it. So the Pacers, but the Pacers could theoretically also finish winning four or five of their last seven. By Tuesday, when the Warriors beat the Celtics at home, they could be four games ahead. I mean, theoretically, really, the Pacers could beat Orlando, but Detroit twice, Brooklyn, and Atlanta. That's five of their last six games. So they could that's also true. finish that way. That's true. And they play Boston twice. They probably need to win one of those games. But I, I think with the, with, with the three game lead, I think it, it's going to be close. They might really just have a shot to keep the four seed. Yeah, they definitely do. Can we get a Pat Benatar Heartbreaker remix that says Tiebreaker for a soundboard for that for a podcast this week? Can anyone do that for me? Who is that guy you just named? Pat Benatar is not a guy. What is it? You don't like hit me with your best shot and uh Heartbreaker, two legendary songs by Pat Benatar. I don't know who that is. You don't know the songs? I don't know the songs are I don't know who it is. Who... years old? I, I, I watch a lot of basketball. I, I also that those are not exclusive <laughs> events. <laughs> I, all right, Tony. I don't want I don't do a lot of music. I just I'm not. A, I'm not I want a Pat Benatar. You're a tiebreaker sound clip. Okay. You're gonna get made fun of tomorrow. Someone's I gonna I <laughs> I really appreciate what you just did to me there, Tony. I did not mean to. I don't care. I made fun of you so much on this podcast that it's okay. <laughs> the show. Oh man. Um, no matter what it. I tough. hope they can go two and one. I think they go one and two. I did terrible last week predicting wins, so don't listen to me. I, I, I agree. I think they go they go one and two. We sucked last week, dude. We did terrible. What did we have last week? We go three and oh. We, each we three said and they would go we said we both predicted them to win each individual game, but said we think they go two and one, and then they went one and two. Well, they should have they should have beat the magic. They should have beat the magic. So if only Sabonis could make more than one shot against them. He didn't even play, Tony. <laughs> he didn't even play. Uh, I'm going to have so many sticks by the end of this season. Uh, <laughs> all right. can't handle Orlando, man. It's not a... The question is, does T.J. Lee have a game of over 10 points this week? Oh, yes. We need a question of the week. That'd be fun. Well, I was trying to get that started for like our, like do like a mailbag question of the week. but It had to be fun, fun like that, like a bet. Oh, okay. We'll start that. Question of the week. If you got... Question of the week. Like, uh, Daily over ten points, ten or more, or over ten. This is yeah, it, it can be. It has to be non-free agency, future-based question. Just like no more free agency questions, man. I can't take it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm good for till the there's end. Another season. month. There's another month of basketball in the playoffs. Then, then we'll think about free agency. There's probably still at least six to eight weeks of the, the Pacers season, at least. Oh yeah. Totally. Will the second round go into May because it could be longer than that. Then. Yeah. So there's at least. At least that if they're not swept in the first round by somebody, don't even talk like that. I know it'd be good for our pockets if they made it through April. <laughs> don't think like that either. I know. I know. Last year, it'd be, man, good for, it'd be good for our listeners' health psyche. Yeah, to have a good pacer team. Um, all right, what, what, what are you writing this week? Right now, we're gonna talk about Kyle Quinn playing a lot thanks to these injuries. I think he's done a pretty good job. Uh, the fact that you haven't had to talk about Kyle Quinn not doing a good job, I think, is a big deal. That's uh, fair. We really have talked about him at all. You know, yeah, I think that's a good thing, <laughs> ironically. Um, 
And other than that, I haven't really figured anything out, but I'll probably do something on either Leaf or Holiday. We've You inspired me during the show. All right. I hope I really inspired you to turn on Leaf because it really has... Uh... You need to turn on Leaf. Were you the one who made the turn the leaf over joke? No, that was uh, that was Ben. Okay. He's I cool. thought it was you. I just assumed it was you because that felt like a kind of joke. <laughs> Corey Elliott hit me with uh, the winning that he said, oh, we beat the Timberwolves. What a relief. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. All right. Well, you can for more corny corny jokes like that, you can follow Tony <laughs> at TEWA. You can follow me at FredMadam5. You can follow our podcast at Locked on Pacers. As always, um, we will be back Tuesday, probably after the Bulls game with a show, and we'll do five shows this week. So look forward to that. And turn back again on Monday for our weekly show. As always, have a great rest of your day.